All right, welcome to another episode of Life Almost Without Me. I'm your host, Hugo Viteri. Let's go ahead and start it off. We have 291 days left in the year. Yay! We've made it under 300. That's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, We're a quarter of the way done. Stock market's looking good. Your physique could be looking just as good. We're getting ready for summertime, and like I keep telling my wife every time she walks away from me, hey, babe. That summer bod's coming in quite nice, and uh, it, it is coming quite nice, actually. Uh, and mine, too. I've been working out pretty hard, um, blah, blah, blah. Let's go ahead and get started. I have spent the last week arguing with myself, and it makes me feel like a crazy person when I'm sitting in the garage thinking of these scenarios that probably never happen and or thinking holes in the earth. I start to... Uh, like, like if I stare at the stock market too long, I start to rationalize why I need to sell or buy or et cetera. And it's driving me nuts. Um, I always feel like I don't do enough. And so today I get into the office and I'm like, I'm getting hyped to do the off to, 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 to do the podcast. And all of a sudden, you know, the lawnmower starts. So I got to wait. I go work out. I drink some coffee. I think I drank a little too much coffee. I come and sit down, and all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, where's my comfy chair with the armrest? And I look over, and check out this motherfucker right here. He got a microphone, he got his own chair, and he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there. I I don't understand it, but so we're going to have a conversation with you, Mr. Mankey. It's actually been a gift of mine uh, from the Jeters. If you listen to the podcast, you've heard them be shout out before. And since they're never going to move here, I'm never going to have them live on the podcast. So we're going to have to just do a video Zoom chat with them one day. One at a time because they all have interesting stories. Anyway, so Mr. Mangu, what's up? Yeah, so basically he's just been sitting out there staring knives into me. And he wants to be part of the podcast. I've been shouting him out for about 31 episodes now. And he's finally like, hey... Pay up, bro. Pay up. No, so he's hanging out with me today. So that's kind of cool. He's been kind of annoying me with this smug look. He just sits there smiling. He doesn't really input much lately. He just stares daggers into me. But he's cute. He likes to uh, cuddle my son and uh, bring joy to the house. He is now my co-host for the day. Um yeah, that, that's the extent. I've been talking to a stuffed mango instead of myself. I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind. When my therapist left me, he's like, you go forward. You do fruitful things. You grow. Grow. And then um, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. I'm doing great. Uh, no, things are actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> no, no, seriously, everything is pretty good. My wife just, uh, shout out to her. She was a candidate for teacher of the year. Uh, that's her second year teaching. So that was pretty awesome. Um, she also, uh, has put in for a, what's it called? Your graduate school. Um, see, I'm an idiot, so I don't know. Um, post bachelor school stuff. Um, so she could become more educated and just go on through life, uh, being a smarty McSmarty pants. All her life. And uh, the Mangi has something he wants to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying the same thing. Like, like she's, she's a nerd. She's cute, but she's a nerd. I love her. 
But you know what? She's kind of our sugar mama. Like, collectively, she pays the bills around here, keeps the lights on. So, you know, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, I'm a, technically somewhat of a trophy husband. I have a podcast, and then I take care of the house. I pay the bills uh, via nothing, and I manage all the funds. I'm basically her at-home support system. And, you know, I take pride in that. When my son's like, why don't you have a job? And I want to just punt them across the room. I just say, hey, I do have a job. I have a podcast and I maintain the house better than any other house husband out there. Because there's so little of us, I take pride in that. I'm in the 1%, I'd say, um, other than like celebrity husbands. But, so that's where I'm at. We're at 37 countries. Uh, listened. That's incredible. Ireland's been stepping up. I didn't know that they were into the podcast, but they've binge watched apparently uh, my entire catalog. So shout out to Ireland. Um, I'm terrible at accents, so I'd end up just doing like a Jamaican accent, and that's probably not it. So let's move on. Um, yeah, so uh, steady. I've been working out. I did not finish my uh, 10,000 kettlebell swings. I'm a failure. I got to like 6,000. The freeze happened and I got lazy. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I, I soaked in a little bit of sadness and literal water for a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, this, this is where I'm at. Um, one of my uh, sisters, um, by marriage, uh, it's going through some rough times right now. Like uh, she, she's, but from what I hear, she's recovering great. She's she's been a week out into the ward, and um, from from what I hear, uh, she's doing a lot better. And she sounds a lot like herself and like a typical teenager, just having a decent time in life. And uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to see change and uh, knowing that we didn't lose one there because that that's crummy. Uh, Texas is popping. That's been nice. Uh, everyone's moving here. It's crazy. I don't. I don't understand it. I've been wanting to leave Texas for like the last seven years, but it wasn't until this year that I was like, you know what? If all the comedians are coming here, I want to be a part of that. Even if I'm just a spectator, it's kind of cool to be around it all. And uh, I need to start doing more open mic. Doing some stand-up, so if you're in the Houston area, area, hit me up. You got some shows, got some five-minute sets, maybe even ten. I wouldn't mind getting up there and telling some stories, getting some ha-has. Um, I wouldn't mind. I would love to. Um, sometimes I feel like I just need a, just a little push uh, out the door. Um, maybe I'll, I'll go watch it, just immerse myself in watching it, and then uh, just figure out how to go about having more sets. Uh, I think the box is open recently. Um, that, it's called the secret box. Um, now that Texas is open, but it's kind of scary. Just throwing yourself out there like, yeah, look at me with my open nostrils to the air and <laughs> I can just breathe in COVID. Uh, and that's, like, I don't know how it's going to work out. So, uh, yeah. Maybe the vaccine or something is uh, I'm a v I'm a veteran, so they kind of just hand it out to us. I should just go get in line. Uh, but I, I kind of procrastinate on that. Um, my housing situations, I guess, better. Um, they took out there. All right. So there was like four to five holes in the roof. Um, 
not the ceiling, but the roof, I learned there's a difference. And uh, that's how they were getting into the attic. By they, I mean uh, cats and armadillos aggressively. And they would poop. And the smell, once the sheetrock to the ceiling was destroyed due to the flood, the smell was now seeping into the house. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a problem. So we got that fixed recently. And that's been nice. There's still a bunch of holes in the ceiling. And uh, we still don't have access to the master bedroom or the rest of the house, basically. Um, But luckily, the office is untouched. So I can still chit-chat with you and Mangy. He just sits there aggressively smiling, looking at the microphone, not adding any type of information to the podcast, and it's kind of infuriating. You took the good chair from me, and now you're just going to sit there smiling with your hands out like this, and it's kind of it's kind of irritating. You're cute, and I don't like the way you're staring at me right now, but it needs to stop. And if, it, if you don't wipe that smirk off your face right all right, let's let's move on because that shit's irritating, and you know what? We're a we're trying to be an uplifting podcast here, and Mister Mangy is doing nothing but giving us love. I'm actually getting goosebumps with the amount of. All right, moving on. I'm losing my shit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, a good friend of mine recently reached out and was like, "Hey, how do I get started on?" seeking help maybe not so much for me but someone i love and i I started thinking about it and in my case i've always just been able to the 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 veterans association the outstanding but it's free so they they help me out um they've always i've always had that kind of free mental health care from them um, but it turns out that, uh, you know, for civilians, when you, uh, start to get depressed, you, I, I'm not even entirely sure how you go about finding a good therapist. I'm not sure if you go to your primary care physician and start, uh, by asking around, or if you just kind of look at your insurance and see, Hey, where does the mental health aspects? I've never had, had it. So it was an interesting question. And, uh, I, I will have an answer for you <laughs> next podcast. Um, but it literally just seemed like there was like some psycho, some psychiatrist, uh, fucking, ugh, I can't think of the word, but basically like a, a way to, if there's like a Yelp for, for, for therapists out there where you can be like, Hey, who's a good therapist? This guy's rated five stars with 3000 blah, blah, blahs. If that's around, then, um, Fucking someone PM that to me. Someone message it to life almost without me at gmail.com. Shout out. Uh, because it'd be nice because to me, it's kind of been easier to get help mentally um, because in the military, it's kind of knowing, hey, after you do some things, you come back, you might be a little messed up. You might need some therapy. We learned this after Vietnam and uh, it was crazy. Um, so I don't really know how to help the average Joe. Uh, who just needs to shop around to find a therapist. However, um, it doesn't, from from what my wife does, um, I don't believe she has the best insurance or anything, but it it seems relatively cheap and affordable, um, and you should always go out, and if you need to better yourself, you know who you are, and if you're struggling with something, get out there and uh, get some help. Um, So the reason why 
Mr. Mangy is here with me, just sitting there, so cute, small and omnipotent. And uh, he just sits there, and it's because I need a co-host. I need someone to riff off of. I get so bored talking just to the ether, and no one writes into the email, and uh, very few people comment. And uh, it's just it's uh, the statistics show that people listen to around sixty to seventy percent of the podcast before they turn it off. All right, who is that though? It shows me like little blips around the world, but it's like I. All I get is like, hey, your male audience is 70% and then the rest is all female or, you know, non-binary, other, et cetera, et cetera. That's a thing now, and um, I'm all for it. Let me tell you a story about the time that I became like an advocate for gay rights when I had like, it was like on accident. So the year is 20, uh, two, like 2004? Yeah, 2004, I think I'm a sophomore or junior in high school, and I started, uh, we, we were doing theater, it was like, we, I, it was opening night, Every it's always like a celebration after opening night, you're like, hey, let's go, you know, a bunch of fucking thespians, 17-year-olds going to uh, like an IHOP or some 24-7 sit-down eat restaurant that's low budget. And we would sit there and eat, and uh, we, you know, we're all excited. We're out late. We're partying in, in our version, and you start to say things like, um, you, "We start like daring each other to do stuff." And uh, I, I remember this guy named Todd. <laughs> shout out Todd. Todd Cohen. If you listen to the podcast, shout out. He, um, I think he actually ended up doing like radio or something like that for a while. So that'd be kind of cool to get him on here. Uh, cool dude. Anyways, he was like, Hey, I dare you to kiss Oscar. And that's kind of a weird thing. I believe he was a Jew. Uh, not that that's adds anything to the story, but it was just weird that he was telling me to do like a gay act. Anyways. So I, I look at my friend Oscar and Oscar was just like game. Like, and he was kind of like a really hairy dude and, but a cool dude, another Puerto Rican, just like me. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I guess I'll kiss my own race. And we walked outside on the way out, and then I, like, I, we, we gave each other a kiss. And then these dudes wanted to fight us. They had nothing to do with us kissing. I don't think they saw that. No, they did see it. But so all of a sudden, they're like, they're calling me like a lot of hateful words. Um, I don't want to repeat them, but basically calling me the f word, and we're not saying fuck. It's, you know, a little different hateful word. Uh, and, and I'm clearly not gay, but I'm like, well, fuck it. I, I, it feels like like this, this is some hateful stuff. Like, you know what, well, fuck it. What if I was gay? Like in my head, I'm thinking like, what? If, and I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I kissed my friend. Fuck you. And then you start like this arguing. And that was an interesting thing. Yeah, I've never liked that guy. Three years later, never liked him. The guy I kissed is cool. Cool dude. Uh, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah so that's when i kind of ended up being like like the next day they're like yeah hugo kisses dudes i was like it was a dare and a b it was fucking it just happened to be that the guys who i've had problems in high school were around the corner and they just had more ammunition to throw at me and uh yeah 2004 the climate was a lot different not saying that it's any better now but that's kind of an interesting story, um, how it just turns out to be uh, 
like that. And I know Mr. Mangy right now is just staring at me like, oh, well, okay, so my owner does does anything. All right. And I, that is not true, but good times, good times. <laughs> Theater kids are weird, man. They're so weird. Um, and I was one of them. I was amongst them. They let me into their, their crew. It was, it was kind of nice. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of weird stories. So many stories that always come up. And uh, uh, don't even... Uh, I, yeah, I need more. I need someone to sit around and riff off of because I get bored uh, just talking into the ether. That's why Mr. Mangy's here, and I wish he would have a little more input. But instead, he just sits there like, Meh. and uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, so that's what I got for this for this Tuesday episode. It's story time. But as for self help, you need to get the foundations down. Like if you go to any therapist, they're going to analyze your first. On your first meeting, they're going to get a general assessment of who you are. And it's not going to be very helpful to you, um, depending on the session and all that. But they're going to find out, how's your sleep? Are you getting sleep? How much sleep are you getting? Okay. Once that's covered, that's a good start. Sleep is important. Are you exercising? It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. You need to exercise. How much are you exercising throughout the week? It doesn't have to be a ridiculous amount, but it has to be something that makes your body feel good. And it, unfortunately, getting to start exercising is a difficult... It looks like I'm trying to shoot someone. It, 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 getting to exercise um, at first, those first two weeks to a month of like getting into a good routine is... is it's the worst. It sucks. And the first day you're like, the incredible soreness is, is a deterrent to most people. To me, it's different. I love being sore. I just sit there and poke myself everywhere. I'm sore. I'm just like, this is incredible. It's a great feeling. It's uh very gratifying to me, but I understand I'm kind of an outlier there. I love pain. I'm a little bit of a masochist. So step three, they're going to be like, Hey, how's your diet? What's your social life like? It's kind of like the, the little things that you don't think uh, matter. But if you go at home and you spend nine hours on the computer playing video games or binge watching The Office, which I love, but it's not always the best thing. Like whenever I sit down and I watch like eight hours of TV, that's a miserable time. I haven't done that in years. However, it, it, it's... You know how you feel. And that's kind of the normal for people. So the average watch time TV is, is in like the hours. I, I don't watch an hour of TV any day. But I do listen to a lot of podcasts while I do stuff. So there's a trade-off. If you're productive while you do it and it helps you be productive, that's one thing. But if you're just sitting there watching, binging TV shows again and again and again and you're doing nothing, eh. <clears throat> slippery slope, my friend. And they'll ask you, how's your sex life? Is it healthy? Are you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to ask you these things. And then they're like, all right, now let's get into the problems. And everyone's problems are very different. Um, people are experiencing death, assault, fucking violence. Uh, some people have gone through captivity. Like there's so many different traumas. And some people, are, they just can't get, off, get out of bed. And they, they can't figure out why. 
they're just so depressed that even going to go use the bathroom, they're like, I would rather lay here in pain, in bladder pain than go pee. That's how depressed I am. I don't care. I, that, that immediate gratification of going pee is just so far removed from my interest right now. And that's like a crazy but realistic issue um, that people go through. I remember being like, I'm not feeding myself. I'm just whatever. My wife would come home. She'd go out with her friends or see her family. She'd come home at 11 p.m. with my kid. And I would just be like, I haven't eaten today. Like, did you bring me food? No? All right, well, fuck it. Like, I'll try eating tomorrow. And you get to such a point where you're so depressed. You get involved in your friends' lives. And you realize that their problems are bigger than yours sometimes. And then you take those problems home and you're compounding your issues. And truth be told, people's problems are their own. It doesn't matter if you love them or not. You have to. You can give someone the tools to fix themselves, but it's 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 not your problem. Like I love, I love my family, and I want to be there for them at all times. But I can't take their problems home, and it, it, it's worrisome to to a lot of other people too. So yeah, first step on getting help is getting those things started. That's all. And then after that, there's little things like getting your money situated, your drug problems. Your they start working on your vices. Like, hey, what do you do to cope? Oh, when I'm sad, I eat a tub of ice cream. All right, cool. Not, let's not do that. And then they start working. All right, let's eat less or whatever the case may be. Some people are more extreme. They got to just jump into it. They rip the Band-Aid off. They start running. I, I kind of like that. I like the extremes. I don't like to cut off uh, slowly. But um, I understand that it's important in a lot of instances. Like for me, I think I'm kind of ready to get off my medication, but maybe that's because I feel like the medication's working and I want to get off of it. So I had to have these conversations with my therapist like, hey, I've been feeling good for like two years or a year. And uh, my, you know, my therapist is now uh, thinking it's time to, if I want to seek other help elsewhere, it's cool, but I think he's done with me in that instance. So what do I do next? What's my next level of growth? The growth never stops. Just because you reach your goal, you're there now, there's more. There's always more. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spend the next 40 years of my life feeling this way still. So, um, and maybe I can take more control of my life over time. And that, that's the next step of me and my personal growth is to slowly get off the medicine and continue the same level of self-care, um, and whatever else I'm at, at this point. Um, yeah, there's always a level if you haven't started working out, start. If you don't go to sleep early, you stay up till 3 a.m. and you're like, oh, I, I have trouble sleeping. Well, start working on it. Don't be the guy that says, I have trouble sleeping for 15 years and all you've done is just kind of not go to sleep early. You know, uh, with little work. Get a sleep study. Do something. Invest in yourself. The quality of life changes when you invest in yourself. And I'm not talking go out and buy the best sneakers and to be truth be told i need new shoes i'm at the point where i'm like my shoes are falling apart i need new shoes i need to stop being you know so uh what's the word uh frugal or stingy with my money and i need to go buy a pair of shoes um and uh but yeah self 
just invest in yourself, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Life Almost Without Me. I am your host, Hugo Viteri. Thank you, co-host. Mangy, Mr. Mangy did absolutely nothing this entire episode, but sit there smiling with his hands out. And I, but I appreciate your uh, your hospitality. Um, I would like the better chair next time, but it, it is what it is. Uh, thank you from uh, thank you for all the thirty seven countries that have listened to the podcast. It's been incredible. Uh, if you want to write in and appear onto the podcast, life almost without me at gmail.com is where you can go to reach me, leave a comment down below, hit like, subscribe. That is the best way to, to kind of give back on this podcast. It's all I ever asked for. Uh, thank you again. Play that music. Ba-doo!